Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Ten of Pentacles and Legacy. On today's show, we'll be looking at the Page of Pentacles and Thucydides. Myth and Tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. We are on to the Page of Pentacles. Yes, the... So we get to talk about people again. As I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say the suit cards, but no, these have, these have been court suits. Cards. Court the cards. Court cards. That's yes. what I was looking for. We have 16 court cards. Yes. And um, due to a revelation we had <laughs> when we were last talking about court cards, I like to and, relate yeah. them to the 16 Meyer-Briggs personality types. And luckily we realized this early on, so yeah. that way you can talk about them all. So it, it's great. I think that's what makes doing this this podcast so great, is that there definitely are inspiration moments where it's mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, this matches perfectly with this other thing that's really modern and... Yay! <laughs> uh, and mixing to, all the genres, mixing together. all the all of the wisdoms, mixing all of the wisdoms together in one big wisdom pot, <laughs> where you get to decide what you want to keep, and you can just leave the rest and say like, "That's that's enough wisdom for me." <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, that metaphor made all the sense. <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's uh, talk about this. Wisdom soup of mm-hmm. uh, the Page of Pentacles. Wisdom soup sounds kind of gross. Um, uh, <laughs> wisdom stew. Wisdom stew. Okay. That's... Wisdom tea. I don't know. I got nothing. Wis- wisdom tea. I want some wisdom tea now. Okay. Anyways, our listeners are probably like, "What are these girls talking about?" We'll get some. Get you some lion's mane. Lion's mane. Yeah, it's a type of mushroom. Um, legal mushroom. Okay, a legal mushroom. Yeah, <laughs> that um, yeah helps with memory and cognitive function. And... Ooh, I didn't know about yeah. that. It sounds it sounds fancy. Probably tastes dirty. Probably. Sometimes I think most mushrooms taste dirty, but like in a good way, especially with butter. Oh, they don't taste like dirt when they have butter on no, them. No, no. Then they taste like butter. And yeah. Like put some garlic in there. Aww. Yum yum. Okay. Let's talk okay. about the Page of Pentacles. Right. The Page of Pentacles, um, and for the Pages of Pentacles in our audience, would not be amused with what we are doing right now. <laughs> um, the Page of Pentacles is so practically minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to relate him or her to a personality type uh, that is the ISTJ personality type. So introverted, sensing, thinking, and judging. These people are super practically minded and like very responsible. Um, And I feel like this just suits the Page of Pentacles super well. So um, before I get too much into the personality types, though, I would like to describe the card. Sounds good. So the Page of Pentacles in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is, it's interesting. He looks really free to me. He is standing very tall in the foreground and holding up a pentacle almost like almost like it's a prize um like 
something that he's revering. Like he's holding it in both of his hands and gazing into it, kind of like a crystal ball. And um, he's he's definitely kind of like a noble young man, it looks like. Um, he's got what looks like a fancy hat. Um, I don't really know much about these this this hat. This where... is thousand plus years past my uh, expertise. <laughs> plus your well. expertise, yes, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little it's bit more older. medieval. Uh, yeah, uh, it's I definitely more yeah. of a medieval garb. Um, garb. Garb. <laughs> I can look it up as you talk. That's, yeah, that's, um, his background, the, the sky is all yellow, which to me signifies joy and uh, lots of lots of new energy coming in. Um, the background is beautiful. He's standing on this open plain with flowers at his feet, and there are some very small trees in the distance, so I'm imagining it's far off in the distance, as well as some mountains. Um, and he's gazing into this pentacle, and it's just... Like, that's what really grasps my attention about this, is that he is very adamant about the wisdom that has been found in the pentacles. And the pentacles is very much about wealth as well as um, as wisdom. So wisdom and wealth and this idea of that, that we talked about last week in passing it on to the next generation. The page of pentacles is kind of like that next generation, but he's he's the... I'm going to say one of the ideal students that just wants to learn everything. Um, and he takes it, he takes his job as a student very seriously. Uh, but he also like whenever there is work to be done, he takes the work very seriously and he's extremely responsible and definitely like whenever there is some, if there's a task that needs to be done and you give it to the page of pentacles, you, it's pretty much as good as done. And you, and it's not just like, it's going to be done hastily. It's going to be done. Well, it's, um, kind of like that eight of pentacles that we were talking about as well. Like, uh, the, the page of pentacles believes in all of the wisdom very strongly that was learned in all of the, all of the pentacles. So, in a way, it's kind of like you need to know about the Ten of Pentacles in order to understand what the Page of Pentacles values. Um, so when he does appear, he can he can represent a person. He can represent a person who's very by the book and someone who definitely um, loves learning, but specifically loves things done well and like traditionally almost like he likes he really likes tradition even though um he's also open to new ideas but he likes he likes thinking about how things can be done well if that makes sense so it's not that the page of pentacles isn't creative but when he gets creative he's thinking about how can this task be done in the best possible way the most efficient way um and also like how can he utilize his resources and possibly turn this into a profitable venture he cares a lot about profits he cares a lot about um about doing well and sometimes it might i would say like downsides is he might be really stubborn about this as well and he might also be a little bit short-sighted like he might get kind of caught up in those details of things need to be a certain way and not really know how to let things slide Right, which is, um, I think, a pretty close match to the ISTJ personality type. I'm going to just quickly. When you yeah. get this card in a reading, yes. Or do you want to talk about the personality type first, um, then how you interpret it? 
this. Yeah, so when I get this card in a reading, he often represents a person, but he can also represent um, an event, right? Uh, so if he is re if he's representing an event, it most often means uh, a new job is coming. But sometimes if he's appearing with another page, like maybe the page of cups especially, it could also mean a, a new pregnancy, like a new opportunity. Um, a new opportunity for wealth and in the tarot of course there's different kinds of wealth right mm -hmm. um, so sometimes wealth like if he's appearing with the with the page of cups that wealth would be in a relationship um, but most of the time he does represent like a new opportunity to to earn money or advance your career cool yeah all right Sorry, uh, all right so uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the ISTJ a little bit okay so uh, this is, this is coming from a website called 16personalities.com, which I think is a really good website that kind of lists off the personality traits in a easy to understand way. And what's this, if you've listened to the previous episodes, mm -hmm. you will hear, heard this before, but what kind of personalities, like what's this system of... So how do um, they how do they determine calls. what a personality yeah. is basically? It's called Myers Briggs, and um, it was based off of the Jungian personality. Um, like it was it was originally based off of the Jungian personalities, um, which is this idea that everybody is um, either introverted or extroverted, either sensing or intuitive. So that's the idea that they're either uh, kind of living in the present or they care they're thinking about the future and the past um they're either think feeling or thinking so they they either you know make decisions with their heart or their head um and then perceiving or judging so that has a little bit more to do with the way they get things done so kind of like creativity and work and how much they want to follow instructions in a very rough, yes, thank very, you. very rough. Uh, I if, yeah, I just thought it'd be helpful again if if uh, people haven't listened to our previous um, episodes, previous yeah. ones in the cups. Of course, yes, thank just you. you know. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, here are some traits of the ISTJ personality type. So they are honest and direct. They are strong-willed and dutiful. They're very responsible, uh, calm and practical. They create and enforce order, and they are jacks of all trades. So I very much feel like these strengths mirror a lot of what the Page of Pentacles as well um, symbolizes. And then um, if we're going to look at those weaknesses, we have uh, stubborn, insensitive, always by the book, judgmental, and often unreasonably blame themselves especially for shortcomings mm. um i think i think i can also relate to that but especially the isdjs can relate to that um okay so i very much feel like this is a lot matching with the page of pentacles as well would would be um dealing with um so i find it interesting that in the rider Waite smith deck there's no books present because I've seen in a lot of other decks, like the um, like the the Celtic Dragon Tarot, the Page of Pentacles is often portrayed with a book. Mm, interesting. Um, and sometimes like actively reading the book as well. Like uh, the Page of Pentacles is very much a scholar and 
very interested in in learning things as they've been done and so that he can kind of model what he's planning on doing off of off of a tried and true plan right mm-hmm. makes makes sense yeah. i found out about the the hat oh yeah if you want to know oh i do i want to know yeah okay, so, so what is this page of pentacles so hat appa- like and apparently um someone is saying that the page of pentacles is a woman because Ooh. this is the the hat is a tubular shaped red hat um and the scarf that's hung around the hat um, could be worn in many different ways, and women mm-hmm. usually wore these in the 14th century medieval Europe. Ooh. So, there you go. That's cool. So the hat kind of bends the gender of the Page of Pentacles yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. That's cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, like, pages um, in tarot can be either male or female energies, right? Um, they're often portrayed in, like, the Rider Waite Smith deck as as being male, so I think it is interesting that the Page of Pentacles here is being portrayed as possibly female. Mm, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, moving on, how much time do we have? Yeah, it's that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what story? Oh boy. <laughs> what story? Well, I was gonna say this... you can keep going. I can keep going fine. a bit. <laughs> I know I can I can speak for a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So looking less um, at a story today and more at history again, but at a particular person yeah. this time, um, especially when you talk and you speak about the page of Pentacles, looking at books and being surrounded by books. Um, yes. So today I'll be looking at Thucydides, who was an Athenian writer, and he was born about like circa. 460 BCE, um, so just after the Persian War. So again, this is an actual person um, who wrote on the history of the Peloponnesian War, um, which is a war between Athens and their allies, um, known as the Delian League, and the Spartans and their allies. And this war lasted from 431 to about 404 BCE. So very long war. (laughs) Wait, this was before he was born? No, no, no. He was born in 460, and this started in 431. Oh, okay. BCE. Yeah, yeah. BC, so, so before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're still, we're moving backwards still in time here. Yeah. <laughs> I, that always messes me up. Yeah. <laughs> it messes students up, too. Yeah. Um. It gets confusing, because this is technically the 5th century, Yeah. right? So, so that makes sense, because that's like the war started when he was in his 30s. Exactly, yeah. which is why he was able to have such a, a detailed account um, of it is because, yeah, he was in his 30s. He was likely a soldier by that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knew he knew what was going on. And he knew enough, I guess, to decide to actually write it down or that this was important enough to write down. I wonder what inspired him to do that. I guess, I guess yeah. just like, you know, it, it makes... It definitely makes it um, more concrete and like something that you can look back on, and it makes it it makes it more important. I think more important than what like it makes like the wars that he fought and his experiences. I think more um, 
Ah, ageless. Okay. <laughs> so he thought, like, yeah. this is an epic yeah. war, so I better write it down. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not yeah. finding the right words That's to okay. describe it. That's yeah. all right. Because, yeah, because considering he, um, so someone who wrote just before him, Herodotus, mm-hmm. who called himself the father of history. Ooh. Um, Ooh, fancy title. Okay. Yes, very fancy title. <laughs> Self-titled. Um, I am the father of history. Yeah. Yes. No big deal. <laughs> Um, I so, invented this. <laughs> yes, this is my my thing. Um, so Thucydides comes after. I don't know. It, it's funny. Most people, when you read both, you like one or the other. You like one mm-hmm. style versus the other, and they are very different writing styles. Um, Thucydides is definitely looking at more evidence based, fact based accounts. Okay, and writes. Um, and writes that way. Um, That's very and, Page of Pentacles of him to be focused on facts rather than mm-hmm. feelings and yes. the emotions of the place. Yeah. Like whereas the Page of Pentacles cares a lot more about the nitty gritty details and like what actually happened mm-hmm. and let's let the facts speak for themselves. Exactly. Whereas yeah. Herodotus is definitely more. Here's one version of the story, and then here's another, and another, and another, and then you can choose which one you like. Oh. Even if they're completely far-fetched, um, yeah, he'll, so here, he'll give you some options. Here are all of the counts. Yeah. Um, notice how they sometimes contradict each other. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> which one do you like? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to give some examples, because some of them are pretty <laughs> crazy. I'm sure they'll come up at some point, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. So let me. Oh, where do I want to start here? I do have notes. I promise. Uh, <laughs> I see them. They're yes, they're everywhere. There there are a lot of them here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Thucydides. Um. Again, he liked to write about events that took place from either like first or second hand accounts. Um. He wanted to write about why people went to war and what led them there. Mm-hmm. So. I, this is again he's more interested in the politics and the background information rather than writing this like epic like as opposed to homer's iliad and yeah this is more okay what is actually it's not happening so much here? about the it's not so much about the um the story of the war but what mm-hmm. caused it yeah and that's not and and saying that doesn't mean that he wasn't biased in any way or yeah. he didn't turn it because, again, he is an Athenian writing about a war between Athens and Sparta. So there yeah. is going to be bias. Perhaps a touch of propaganda. Um, perhaps. But I think there's less propaganda, like, really out in your face mm-hmm. and more... Well, maybe there is. So maybe, like, the propaganda is not necessarily what... On purpose. Yeah, like I like yeah. what's popping to my mind is not not a lot of propaganda maybe against Sparta, but more trying to pump up the Athenians a little bit potentially, making mm-hmm. them not look as bad. That being said, he does give some <laughs> accounts some of some pretty horrific crappy accounts. things that they did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's not one to mention the gods either in his histories, whereas Herodotus definitely does. He's more yeah. people-centered. You know, people do things, not, um, not the gods. How, pra- he doesn't, and again, how practical. Yes. Yeah. And again, he doesn't explicitly say that there are no gods or anything like that. Yeah, he's just, just saying. He kind of these puts them to the side a little these bit. These are the people that did this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That okay. makes sense. So let's go back here. So, um, like we said, he was probably coming into maturity during the years um, when he composed the history. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, he, he used careful observation, rational deduction, and a tragic view of the world um, can all be discerned in his history here that we see. Um, almost, unfortunately, nothing is known about his life. Uh, he served as a general in 424 BC. Um, he must have been at least 30 in this year, um, again, just in, in terms of when he was able to fight. And the history, so that's why we think that he was born in about 460. Um, he came from an aristocratic family um, with some pretty big ties to important people, um, which is probably why he had an enormous admiration for Pericles, which is somebody we'll be talking about next week. Right. Um, actually, we might even, I might even mention his funeral oration that Pericles spoke which he wrote about so that makes sense because like pericles is who we're going to talk about for the knight of pentacles mm -hmm. and like a page of pentacles a page is always very close to their knight yeah. um in in morals and values mm -hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes um, so he was able to actually do more research as, because he was exiled. <laughs> um, good old exile. Good old exile. Because uh, <laughs> he was unable to keep the Spartans from taking Amphipolis. So they said, get out of here, Thucydides, you suck. No. <laughs> um, so the, from then on. Here. You misrepresented <laughs> us in, in, in your work. <laughs> well, it hadn't been written yet. But oh, yes, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't help, I guess. It didn't help, yeah. <laughs> Um, so from then on, he was able to gather a great deal of information from non-Athenian sources, but could no longer attend meetings of the Athenian assembly. Mm -hmm. So again, it's important to, when reading his, uh, especially his speeches, he may have been there for some of them. He likely wasn't. <laughs> and he's hearing these speeches from second or third hand accounts. Yeah. Um, but it's better than nothing. It's better than a lot of other things that we have um, for other people. Uh, even the Spartans, if we look at Plutarch writing, you know, hundreds of years later, this is at least closer. <laughs> and, you know, they say that, like, people's memories for what was said was a lot more accurate mm -hmm. in the time because it was, like, it, it was what people depended on. At, like, word of mouth was, was such a, what I would say was a really... The, the most important thing to learn. So, yeah, like, well, especially they, being, they weren't an illiterate society mm -hmm. by any means, but the majority of people were still illiterate. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like you hear stories of people who would watch plays and then be able to completely reenact mm -hmm. them after watching it only once. So yeah. I imagine that if, if the, he, he was getting his, his That's information That's by word of mouth, yeah. like he, it was probably better than what we remember now. Like, I can't remember what people say like 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm horrible at remembering it's, conversations. It's like, oh, you've introduced yourself to me. Um, I've already forgotten what your name is while I was shaking your hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, especially like if you considered like a bard that would be reading, like reciting, say, the Iliad or the Odyssey. That's 24 books. They have to, they have this memorized. That's amazing. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it was more common then too, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Um, let's see what else I want to talk about here. So Thucydides, again, he discussed um, his methodology at the outset of his history. So he's stressing the lengths to which he went in his quest to determine the truth and expressing impatience with those less committed to the search for knowledge. Ooh. So that's where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, he's the page he, of Pentecost. Yeah, he's committed to determining the truth. Um, yeah. But truth through facts and not truth through his idea of what he wants to be true. 
Hopefully. That's a huge difference between <laughs> the Page of Pentacles and the Page of Cups, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Page of Cups was more like, I want this to be true. Let's just make it so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yes, that's why uh, many people regard him as the finest Greco-Roman historian. But, again, mm. there's going to be biases one way or the other. Um, some people, on, again, yeah. some people prefer Thus- uh, sorry Herodotus and his tangents that he takes and it, i i find it difficult to follow his train of thought sometimes because it'd be like i'm talking i'm telling you this story which reminds me of this story which reminds me of the story and the story and the story which i feel like is what we do we do <laughs> that yeah we do that in our podcast so <laughs> so i probably shouldn't complain or say anything about his style because we totally do that but i think just I don't know. When learning history, I like a chronological perspective. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we try to keep we we try to keep to our notes. I try. Sometimes I'm in a tangenty mood. I guess. Me too. <laughs> and I feel like my notes are scattered, so my brain is scattered, and so it is what it is. I I feel yeah. Perhaps we're not doing the Page of Pentacles justice. No, in this one. sorry, we're not. Um... Although we are, we are doing that. You know, being hard on yourself thing. <laughs> That's true. We are definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're good at that today. Um, yeah. yeah. So Thucydides seems like he had a pretty good life. Did yeah, pretty good. I mean, Except for he, the except exile for the, thing. Except for the exile thing. Except for the yeah. plague. So he got um, the plague during the Peloponnesian War. Oh, because plague. Because plague. Because plague. Because, you know, because people stuck in a city and that happens. Yeah. People get sick and things spread. So that's actually something interesting that we get in um, his account or his book as well is because he he himself had the plague and survived it, he was able to give a very nice account of all of the stages. Yeah. But yeah, the stages, the... Oh, so he actually was able to kind of describe for future scholars Mm -hmm. what that went what that was like yeah and so a lot of people have tried to determine which actual illness this is um there are lots of theories nothing has been i think definitively set that yes this is why or this is what it is well again it could probably be an early mutation of something so yeah and it's really possible that like humans have developed an immunity naturally to it that's true yeah 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 um so, if the Page of Pentacles appears during your reading, and it just shows up, um, you can remember a bit of this idea of this really responsible and committed to the facts type of person. Um, but he can, so that's the kind of person the Page of Pentacles is, uh, but he can also represent, like we said already, a new job, but he can also have some advice for people okay so his advice would be to gather your resources in particular like if you have any knowledge or wisdom like books (laughs) or people or um like like all kinds of resources whatever resources you have so that you can put your best effort into whatever your endeavor is Mm. um so is he almost like not a general but I guess good at yeah gathering information more like a scholar in yeah, a way. Yeah, he's, like he can... he's kind of he's like a scholar. He's he's also pretty good at leading if he has to, mm-hmm. uh, because like he is so good at gathering all the information that people tend to gravitate towards him as a source of information mm-hmm. as well. Um, so if 
this energy is strong within you, you definitely will develop a passion for learning um, and absorbing new ideas. Uh, and also those ideas aren't really necessarily limited to career and finances, although they often have to do with, you know, excelling your, your career and finances. It can just, um, but the ideas can be really about anything. Hmm. Yeah. Um, whatever you're passionate about learning yeah. for, right? Um, yes. So, uh, how are we doing on the time? Oh, we're, oh, we're, we're good. We're good? Yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're doing All right. Um, <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this podcast, we will see you next week. Yes. For the Knight of Pentacles. Mm-hmm. And we actually mentioned a bit of who we're going to talk about. Exactly. We'll be looking at Pericles. Um, and if you enjoyed this podcast or any others, we would love it if you would share it with your friends, with family, anyone that you think would enjoy listening. History and New Age wisdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and random tangents. Some mythology in there and our random tangents and, you know, jokes every now and then that yeah. perhaps are only funny to us. <laughs> Very likely only <laughs> Very funny likely. to us. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um <laughs> Yeah, so our parting words are coming from the American Tarot Association, and they are from the Page of Pentacles page. Um, All right, so here we go. Look for opportunities to develop and express your new ideas and find success. Apply knowledge with enthusiasm. Think practically in all situations, and you cannot fail. about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the above.